And we are rolling. We are rolling. Hey, this is uh, Chris Hill with our Hubble Beer Podcast. This is DJ Loop. And um, we are here today at the Tennessee Weir... Woof. I've been drinking a little bit. The Tennessee Wiener Beer Festival. No, the we, we are here today at the Tennessee Winter Beer Festival. And uh, we got some great... great Great guests with us today. Good lord! You're having trouble with your um, NPR voice. I am. I am. My my NPR voice is a little shot right now. I'm halfway down in the bottom of a bottle, and I ain't gonna change my way. But I ain't half bad when I do what I ought. It don't happen much these days. We're here today just uh, kind of catching up, recapping from the Tennessee Winter Beer Fest. We had a blast. It was uh, quite amazing. Yeah, and we got to see a lot of really good Tennessee beers. Uh, Calf Killer was there. Last Days of Autumn was there. Um, everybody in between, of course, Saw yeah. Works. Johnson City Brewing Company, which Johnson I haven't City had their Brewing. stuff before, and it was awesome. Yeah, um, Balter was there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Who, who else? Yeehaw. Yeehaw. I mean, your, your standard Tennessee beers, of course, were there. Um, Yazoo wasn't, though. No, I no, didn't. No, they weren't. No. Neither was Wiseacre. It was more East Tennessee, I guess, specific more than anything. Yeah, more of an East Tennessee, Appalachian kind of vibe there in the mountains. Yeah, right uh, right in Townsend. And, um, the, the, the setup was awesome, and the, and the restaurant, and you had the upstairs with the kind of restroom, and, the, and they had a little kind of a... Uh, tables up there and um they kind of just had the, the restaurant set it off into different little areas and set up and get, get your beer i think was it i think four four to five hundred people were there for the festival it wasn't that uh was it? yeah and i don't even think that i think it was around 300 Three? but and still it was a it's a great festival it was really fun um and one of the reasons we're doing this pre-introduction too i guess i should just go ahead and say we had some technical difficulty recording this audio hey, when did you when you're live on, at a festival technical difficulties are going to happen they keep you humble exactly <laughs> but we, we, we thought we lost beer. audio then we didn't have audio then then we did then and we so did. so we're here today to tell you that regardless of what you hear in the middle of the podcast <laughs> Um, if there's any comments about losing audio or my profuse apologies for losing audio, um, just know that that audio we actually found. So this is kind of the lost and found episode. The lost and found <laughs> of Tennessee Winter Beer Fest. But we got a lot of good stuff, a lot of good comment. We got to talk to Calf Killer, yep. Blue Tick. Yep. Um, and and Calf Killer, Blue Tick, and Adam, uh, Adam Palmer from um, SawWorks. So yeah. We got to do several good recordings on on the bus. Mm-hmm. Was it on the bus with um, Humble Beer Podcast? The yeah. Zach um, from uh, Knox Brew Tours let us record on his bus, so that it's a, that was always a fun time. And we had to not ride not up only there. not only did he let us record on the bus, we got to ride yeah. up. I think I cut it cut you off from yeah. saying that, but we got to ride up there with him, which was a blast. Yeah, um, stopped at a great little Cuban place up in Maryville. Um, and then just, just went on up to the beer fest and, um, had a blast. Got, we got there early, got to see the setup and mm-hmm. kind of got to see come together. Um, just, yeah, it was a, it was fun just seeing old friends. Um, I, and there was another, uh, uh, the Bruce science department 
at South College. Yeah. Was there. Uh, and they had some really good beers that they were working on there. Bar- yeah. What, their what was it? Barley, barley wine. wine was yes. absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the um, them coming up there because to me it just shows that, um, you know, there's not only a big craft beer scene in Knoxville, but it's, it's growing to the point where we're starting to educate people and bring people into um, into the industry as, as a result of the interest in craft beer in East Tennessee. Yeah. So, I mean, with all that being said, do you think we should get to the crazy shenanigans? I think we should. I think we should. So with that, without further ado, listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Our humble beer, Tennessee winter beer festival. That's right. Starting now. I think first we were going to talk with, um, blue tick. Blue Tick, and uh, with us from Blue Tick, we have Christopher. Um, hey, how's it going? Hey, man, good. Uh, yeah, thanks we, for we've, joining. We've never had Blue Tick on before, and and, and literally, literally, I mean, and sorry to say, we really haven't uh, discussed you much, and, and that's one we, we, re, reason we saw you in the festival, and we wanted to bring you on and, and promote you guys, and 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 say, hey, you you guys are part of the Knoxville family too. Yeah, bastard stepchild. <laughs> no, we we love Marvel. it. I mean, we're stuck down in Maryville, but that's all right. We're still part of the crowd. Yeah. So I mean, so um, um what's I mean, hey, simple question is, what's your story and and and, uh, and how did you get to a Tennessee Winter Winter, Winter Bear Festival here? Oh, well, we started this uh, about three years ago, back in 2012. Uh, wanted to start a brewery in Maryville. There had never been one, so we decided that that'd be a good idea instead of building a restaurant or something. So. Um, we started manufacturing beer out of my basement and then we uh, gave it away left and right as much as we could at events, built our brand and then uh, grew it into what we are now, which will be about 1,500 barrels this year. Wow. That's awesome. Um, um, you guys, didn't you guys start as a co-op? Or? Yeah, we're the first uh, co-op in East Tennessee. We basically have about 300 members that are charter members. And they come in each week. They can get two pints a week free for um, for their support and their money um, that helped us build the brewery. We also got annual members that are coming in now. Um, they get a bunch of uh, benefits like coming to our events for free and and, and um, also having the opportunity to buy cheaper swag and, and, and beer. So, um, so you got, you got to, what kind of beers do you brew? Like well, we got twenty five beers, so it's kind of oh, hard to oh, say. Wow! We, like today, we have uh, we got some fun ones today that we brought. We got an eighteen month old barrel aged uh, sour beer, which um, was very that turned good, out pretty way. good. Oh, I thought. By the way, that yeah, it's hard. It's a hard one to do to I'm, and to I'm wait like, for. So I've got a chip in my pocket, and I'm leaning toward that. I'm going. <laughs> please, please give us I'm your leaning, chips. I'm leaning. I'm leaning. <laughs> but you can. <laughs> we brought a, um, a Russian Imperial Stout, which is about 9.3%. What we love, it's going to be one of our high-gravity distribution beers. Um, we also brought some of our fun Saisons that we're starting to pr- uh, play around with, like our pomegranate Saison. That's exciting. So what would you say with uh, Blue Tick Brewing is kind of the focus of the beers there? Like, Do you have a certain style or a certain um, type of beer that you guys have a weight on that that you really prefer? Ironically, the, the beers that sell the best are the ones that I wouldn't imagine would have. Uh, we have an Irish Red that sells the the Red Pecker. I just I just would have never guessed that would be one of our flagship beers, but it turned out that's one of our best sellers. So um, when, when it comes to the craft beer industry, you really never know. You know, you just keep throwing ones out there and seeing if they're heavy hitters or not. It's, cool. yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like, like you've, you've, you're listening, like, that's 
very good at the, as you have brewer to listen to your customers. And, it's and yeah, very well, yeah. important. <laughs> very important. <laughs> and like, like, there, but but there is very like, there's a lot of like, like brewers out there that that don't listen to their customers and say like, hey, we're gonna try to do this and this and this and this is gonna be our brewery and they don't like you that you said the the red, yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's I mean we're Appalachian, we're East Tennessee, we're our, a lot of Irish and German descent. So sure. So like that that's not too like, that's pretty cool that that the red has really took off and. And uh, I've been I've been drinking a lot of your beers today, and and we're sitting here with the uh, Blue Zig Hound, which is one of the I guess the the, the mascot, mascot yeah. of the brewery, which is great for representing Tennessee. It's great representing Tennessee, and and great representative of um, and part of your logo, mm-hmm. great representing yeah. of Tennessee craft beer and Tennessee in general. Yeah, yeah so what's dog the dog's too. name, by the way? Blue, blue. Of course, <laughs> of course. Why yeah. do they even have to ask? <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's Blue's a rescue yeah, dog. He uh, we we rescued him from North Carolina. Um, he was uh, tore up uh, by a bear. We saved them from North Carolina. Right? We rescued yes. him. We saved him from North <laughs> Carolina. <laughs> Brought him back to Tennessee and to the Smoky Mountains. Um, now he's he, he's so loved. It's it's you know amazing to see all the people come in to see him. And if he's not there, they get kind of angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, is there any um, like wonderful like stories or like something crazy that happened in the brewery that uh, you wanted to uh, spill the beans on at Tennessee Winter Beer Fest? No, no, nothing ever happens there. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, Zach's brought some people that <laughs> that, <laughs> that have done story. some pretty we interesting stories. <laughs> One thing that is really unique about Blue Tick is that the co-op model, that you guys are the only co-op brewery in the state of Tennessee, uh, Chris has told me before, when he looks around the brewery, he doesn't see you know one contractor or one plumber or one whatever. He sees a group of individuals who come together to, to build that brewery. They all helped. You yep. know, you look at that piece of art, and that's one person. You look at that bar, that's one person. You look at that wall, that's one person. And, and that's co- something I think worth mentioning is the co-op model that you guys have. Definitely. With, without them, we could have never built a brewery. It was a community uh, event in a sense where it, it took about a year to actually do, you know, we were just a small little business with undercapitalized, obviously. So, we the biggest thing for us was to find a way to to build this and, and to grow it and bring in as much community support as we possibly could. And we did a great job of doing that. Um, our community really rallied behind us and, and helped us build everything that we did. And now it's it's you know it's grown leaps and bounds, and we're about to expand again. So. So, so what um, what drove you guys then to decide to do the co-op model, like as opposed to going out and raising capital or going out and asking well, for besides, investors? Well, besides banks not wanting to give you a goddamn dime, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think if I can't say it, it sh- I should be able to say it. You're fine. You're so fine. basically, you got to if you're a small business owner, you got to find a way to make make money and, and and get someone to invest in your ideals and and believe in what you're going to do and that's not easy on any side but um we you know we 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 pushed hard and uh, we made it happen and the co-op is probably one of my favorite business models when you really want to start something small and grow it with with the help of your community because you can't really grow a business if they're not backing you you know if your community's not behind you and they're fighting you it's you're just gonna you're gonna fall fall short so um, on that kind of like telling on that like the community 
and but with community and all that stuff it comes growth and um, and where what what's your plan for growth and um, are you planning to grow into um, maybe another another markets or do you want to you just, you just want to kind of almost stay where you're like at at which is like like well, well there's a lot of breweries that that they go hey we're going to we're going to service our community and yet, guess what what I think when I can when the brewer says that it's phenomenal but also, when a brewer wants to grow, is phenomenal too. It's it, it, it's it's the personalities of the brewers, the personalities of the people. So, what what do you think is your kind of um, plan for that? Well, we're taking some big steps in the next two years. Uh, we're going to do a regional brewery and a distillery. So, um, we're Ooh. looking at uh, at growing the brand, and somewhere down the line, we're hoping to do uh, Blue Tick Taverns, where they have restaurant. And we can serve all of uh, all of our liquor and our beer at the same time. That that that's that's awesome. I mean, I, I like it's it's great to see somebody like also like with the in the, in the foothills and the Smoky Mountains. Um, that that's you're such a part of the Appalachian culture, which it which goes goes with our food and drink, and, and it's get great with the Blue Tick Hound, which which is it's a great representative of our culture, yeah. and it's great to see some some people and the co-op model. It's great to see you guys have such a, a great representative of our culture, and, and respect for our culture like that. Uh, well, our well, for, for us, our food culture. food has to come into it somewhere down the line. I used to be a chef. And, and if I don't if I don't bring food into the business model somewhere down the line, I'm probably going to shoot my exactly. own self in the okay. head. Well, well just, just I mean a quick a quick uh, dive into the uh, food thing. Um, we, we don't have too much time. We don't keep everybody That's too fine. long. Go ahead. But um, like um, like when you make your beer, um, you have food in mind. Always, yeah. We are always thinking about how we're pairing it, how we're going to um, put it out there, and and beer and food uh, pairings uh, with different places like you know different restaurants that we work with foothills mill and company or dead end barbecue or whatever it is we're always thinking how you know how's this beer going to pair with that style of food in fact sometimes we make beer that's literally paired for a certain style of food well that's awesome i mean you have anything to add chris on the whole um, blue tick experience that we've just kind of rolled through (laughs) Well, I think it's a very unique culture to um, to bring in the co-op model and to do all that. Um, do they have any um, – what, what kind of influence do you think that your co-op model has on your business as opposed to doing it some other way? Uh, there's a huge influence. I mean, the, the, the co-op side to it, people really can get behind it as an idea, as a business. So they, um, they generally uh, support us even more So because we are a co-op, and they respect that style of business plan that's great that's great i mean it's awesome and i just want to thank you guys thank for you guys absolutely be part of the of the craft beer culture we, we want we want to uh be with you guys and walk with you guys and uh, promote you guys in any way anything we can do at the tap room appreciate and, that um, um just any any events you guys got coming up um, in the in the uh, for for a seeable future we probably have this probably like in the next couple of months or summertime, do you have um, any, any events that you want to promote? Um, yeah, we, we do too many of them, actually. Uh, the, you know, with all the beer festivals going on, we do, say, one every other week now. Um, we also do uh, food trucks and live music every weekend. So, um, you know, if we're going to promote anything, just look us up on Facebook, look us up on Twitter, um, bluetickbrewery.com, stuff like that, and we'll, we'll have it all posted there. Um, but every weekend is fun.
<laughs> All right, Blue, do you have anything to add before we Blue move on to our next guest? Anything. Nothing. Uh, nothing. He's like, I gotta okay. pee. He's like, yeah. <laughs> do you want me to do it He's here? He's just sitting here wagging his tail. That's chicks. great. Which one do you we have, we have next next on board is the uh, the Sawworks um, um, skipper, as what his uh, shirt says. Um, uh, and one of the, you were one of the one of the kind of runners uh, promoters of this uh, uh, of this event. Um, Adam Palmer from Sawworks Brewery. Welcome to the uh, podcast. Thank, oh, thank you very you, much. Adam. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to be here. Well, um, well, hey, I mean, I don't think really Sawworks needs um, that much mention in Knoxville, but I think outside of Knoxville, somebody's living outside of Knoxville, um, give a little uh, mini rundown of Sawworks Brewery. Well, I, actually, I would disagree with you. I, th- I think uh, the way the craft beer world is going that – you know, every mention is worthwhile, and and Sawworks, you know, like every craft brewery, you know, we need we need as many mentions as we can get. But being on here, appreciate it. Uh, a little bit about us: we we started in 2010, so we're April. We're running up on our six-year anniversary, um, and uh, you know, we're looking forward to six years. I mean, that's that's special. Every every day you're in business in the craft beer industry is important. Um, you know, we're one of the one of the cooler things that I've done in, in the beer industry is being on the board for the Tennessee Winter Beer Fest. Um, and sorry, I'm trying <laughs> to get around blue case. here. <laughs> um, you know, and this event is is fantastic. Thank you. Able to raise money for. Uh, New Hope Child Advocacy Center here in Blunt County, and it's you know what we try to do is SawWorks and and every other craft brewery that I've seen in Knoxville is really get involved in the community, and this is no different. And it's it's an awesome event. So um, that's that's why we're here today, and that's why I joined the board five years ago when we were trying to set this up with with Rob and some of the other guys. But um, it's it's an awesome event. Yeah, and that's great, and it's been really cool. I mean, Sawworks, for me, has been one of the first breweries in Knoxville where I was like, hey, Knoxville actually has a real craft brewery. Back when you all were um, Marvel City Brewing, um, before all that. Oh, I can't, can't say that? Back when back when you were not, not uh, Marvel City Brewing, but you were something similar. Schmarble's yeah, yeah, Brewing. Yeah. Marvel something. City for a flash in the pan. We won't we talk go. about there those guys in Albuquerque, those assholes. Anyway, <laughs> um, can I say that? Yeah, you can oh, totally. Okay. You're good. You're good. Okay. Everybody's okay. really, everybody's really paranoid. Say what so we, we fought off that lawsuit, and you know what? We're better off for it. But uh, you know, it's interesting. Up until February of 2015, we were the only production brewery in Knoxville, and then Fanatic came online in February, and I think there's are there ten or twelve licensed breweries in the Knoxville yeah. area, um, and it's just blown up. Yeah. And there's I think there's another four or six. There could be 20 by the end of this year, realistically, in the Knoxville area, which is a 30-mile radius. I know. It's insane. And, and it's funny to me because when Sawworks came in into the scene, I was like, oh, my gosh, we have a craft brewery here. It was just so funny to me. And now it's like, oh, my gosh, we're going to have 16 or well, more? And, like, and it's crazy. Truth be told, I mean, the Smoky Mountain Brewery has been around for a while. We want to give credit where credit is due. Of is, course. You know, there's other breweries that have helped build the Knoxville scene with Downtown Grill and Brewery. Um, yes, and Marty Vellis being a big piece of that with, with Smoky Mountain at the time. But, you know, we we do feel like we're a little bit of the cornerstone of the brewing industry in Knoxville. Um, 
it's the southeast is very it's the fastest growing segment of the craft beer industry only because we were so far behind for a long time uh but we're we're very proud to be a part of that scene and proud to be specifically in knoxville and helping that that the beer tourism grow in that part of the town we've started the knoxville area brewers association uh we've got an ale trail map coming on board here in the next week um, so there's a lot of really cool stuff happening in East Tennessee, East Tennessee specifically in the beer scene. Um, and we're, we're proud to be a part of it. Um, and whatever we can do from, a you know, helping other breweries come on board, whether it be a brew pub, microbrewery, we're, it's exciting. It's fun. Well, I'm going to kind of like, oh, personal, um, tidbit, um, it's kind of cool to me that um, I, I was a bag boy at a grocery store here locally in, in Knoxville, Food Line. It was, a, it, was, it was the grocery store. I was like 16, 17 years old. And, um, and I remember what, like when you guys, I don't know if you guys still have the equipment, but I remember selling and stocking the original new Knoxville brewery equipment. And, uh, and I just remember, and I, I remember going to the brewery when I was, uh, when you guys first opened, going and the re- one of the reasons why I went to it originally was because oh it's cool it's they got the new Moxbury ter- equipment and it was it was kind of cool it was kind of something connecting me to when I was my to my childhood and I wasn't able to drink then because I mean, I'm a, I'm a 20, under twenty one uh, a bag boy and I remember going going to that when it when it was the old uh, uh, Rock City Brewing Company uh, and. Ha- Rock City, yeah. I kind of did a. Oh, okay. Uh, get, okay. A, get a Rock City, a Rock yeah, City. Yeah. I'm trying not to say the name. Oh, um, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but can, do you guys still use that equipment, or you guys updated, or do you guys, uh, um, like, how did that come to be? Yeah, so just you know, a 60 second history. The building we're in was Wallace Sawworks. They were in business from 1950 to 1994. Uh, they were the largest saw sharpening company in the country. And when they went out of business, Fred Wallace passed away and, and he had nobody to pass it to. When he went out of business, uh, New Knoxville Brewing Company came in and picked up the building. They put in all their brewing equipment. They were in business for 10 years to 2005. Uh, when their business uh, fizzled, the building sat in foreclosure until 2000, late nine early 10 when we when we came and and picked it up out of foreclosure so there is some really fascinating history there and that's why we named when we went from marble city when we were trying to pick out a name that's why we picked sawworks because of wallace sawworks that was there for 50 years interestingly enough in the last 30 days last month fred wallace's daughter came by and she walked into the brewery with her son mike so there's three generations of Wallaces that were represented, and they came into the building, and they were telling us they have they actually have eight millimeter film of walking in the brewery, well the brewery, but at the time Wallace, um, of you know where they were at. They had pictures. Uh, they gave us memorabilia. That's, that's so awesome. So it's really cool. We're gonna start placing that stuff on the wall. When we have the eight millimeter film, we're gonna try and get that converted digitally. So we're gonna have that running. But there's there's. What we wanted to do is we wanted to stick to the roots of where we're at and, and the that's history. Awesome. There's two things that sell beers: the juice and the and the story behind it. Yeah, so. that's, that's a true story. Like, um, I was one time I was at the I was at the beer beer and beer market. And I was 
I was I was filling in and helping out and working that day, and uh, somebody came in and and that building that that beer building in that area, the building beer market has been several different things, and I, I and somebody who came in and they were in their fifties, they had remembered playing there as a child and one and one of the other entities of of the beer market, and they were like drink beer, have fun, and they they were just, it was just such a surreal moment for them. And I showed them around and I took them downstairs and showed them around the beer market, and it was just like this moment of like oh my gosh it was just such a connection moment and and, and that was kind of cool to hear the same kind of almost mirroring story to that at Solworks and I loved it and that I think that's one of the things that brings craft beer people yeah. together is 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 craft beer usually finds its way into wonderful historic places that always have stories and like you said it has well when that, she came in you know we showed her our our uh, brew house and she goes oh that's where the cafeteria used to be you know exactly. so it's like well yeah a lot of times we're eating lunch there too i mean yeah, it's yeah, no yeah, different yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of same, same thing. but it's it's a lot of fun we we enjoy the history of it and that's that's why we we wanted to stay to our true to the roots and there's a lot of other fascinating stories but so uh um uh, now on to present day um so what what connection and you said you you're part of the board of the festival for so many this festival for so many years what do you love about this festival and uh like what's 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 about this festival that will bring people here um from now until honestly that's a great question and i think what i really love the most about this festival and i don't know if this is politically correct or not but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter there's no there's no amateurs here you know so what i like about it is it's 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 not a cheap ticket so you're spending 60 dollars, but what you're getting for that is you're getting all tennessee brewers and you're getting some really good craft beer but you don't get the the college kids that are just coming out to get cranked you know you get a lot of good yeah. people that that are really interested and they want to interact with the brewers uh, one of the mission statements of the uh, the Tennessee Winter Beer Fest was we wanted people to be able to interact with the brewers. We wanted to be intimate, quaint, and that's what we have. We have 300 people, and we have 12 brewers this year, and the ratio is fantastic. And people really enjoy it because they get to ca- they get to talk to the brewers. They get to talk to the representatives, and it's you know we have a, a fantastic um, silent auction. And we want people to come out here and spend money. There's no doubt about it. We, we're hitting people up for money, and we're raising money for the children of New Hope. So it's not your college kids that just want to come out and spend 10 bucks and just get wasted on beer. That's not what it's about. That's what I love about it. And we've, we were able to achieve that every year so far. We've doubled all of our donations every year so far. It's going to be a stretch to do that this year. But we certainly are going to try. Um, you know, you've got you've got guys like Calf Killer out here that who knows what they're going to do every year. Every they year some they come out with something stuff, different, though. and they're all they're all being stupid and crazy. I'm looking at him right now; he's got the dumbest hat I've ever seen sitting on his head. Actually, but, Adam, this is natural. <laughs> this is actually what we act. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I mean, this is, this I know. But that's the pretty awesome. Florida. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. But that's what you get at the Tennessee Winter Beer Fest. You get good characters, good yeah. people. And the people coming in reciprocate. Yeah. They know what to expect. I, I don't know the exact number, but I bet you our return rate, our return rate is above seventy-five percent. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I can vouch for that. Yeah. For sure. 
I'm done. Yeah. No, I'm no, done. no. You're, you're you're good. DJ's trying to motion something to me. And I'm like, what right. the heck is he talking about? Tell you what, I'm oh, gonna pa- I'm gonna pass. So so that said, um, I mean, I think that's one of the things about craft beer culture that I really really love and really really respect is that these people are out here to do more than just drink beer. To yeah. Get wasted. It's not, they're they're really out here to not only and the appreciate food. The craft, I mean, this but, is a this is a craft beer yeah festival that's got some of the best food. Of any festival I've been to. Oh, I know. I, I loved it. I, I was not expecting people to walk around with platters yeah. today and just be offering me sushi and yeah. um, some of the uh, some of the wonderful fried foods. The fried pickles, amazing, delicious. Um, but some really good stuff. But yeah, I just love that it's not. It's just it's more than just craft beer out here, and it's more than just that people are out here to drink. It's it's really about supporting a good cause, and um, that's why we're glad to have you out here. So, well, I so appreciate it. Thank you for coming Thanks out. Thanks for the time. I'm gonna Absolutely. pass your action at the uh, Winter Beer Festival. Yes, we, sir. We have um, searched diligently, and we found a, a great guest for our podcast. Finally, after uh, much searching. <laughs> after much <laughs> we came out here, and we didn't have a schedule. <laughs> anything so that's great that's sometimes the best the way the best things happen yeah absolutely um so we are here with uh, i'm kind of um a fanboy gushing a little bit i won't yeah. i won't i won't i won't um deny that um i've been a fan of calf killer for i uh, probably uh as long as they've been around and long as they've been i've been introducing them at the beard and beer market and and uh places around town and beer festivals um um, so we have Calf Killer today. Introduce yourself and tell my us. My name is Don Sergio of Calf Killer. Yeah, the Sergio I'm the, boys. I'm the other half of my uh, dynamic duo, Dave. Everybody knows, every, like the word serving beer right now. Exactly. Every the word Sergio. <laughs> the, bus. The, the word Sergio in the southeast goes craft beer. Like so, that's so. awesome. I that's <laughs> we, I'm just, we're humbled by it every day, man. It's crazy. Humbled. That's what we we are humbled every day too. Absolutely. So, so give, give us a, a, um, a sixty second story of uh, calf killer. Calf killer. Yeah. Well, this is easy, man. Uh, my brother and I. Uh, I'm Don. He is Dave. We uh, we grew up together. Obviously, we're the youngest of fa- uh, family of six, and we always hung out together, and that's what we did. So at some point, when we decided to do a business together, I ended up starting to homebrew in 2001. I brought. Uh, brought Dave on board and we were just kind of zealous home brewers and we got so zealous indeed that at some point in 2003 when my wife and I bought a piece of property that the brewery is now situated on uh, there was a horse barn on it and Dave and I knew exactly what it was going to be it was going to be the home brewery so uh, having a a construction background because that's what we did all of our lives was we grew up building houses banks schools and whatever with our family construction business Uh, at some point we used but I mentioned we're not I didn't mention we're pack rats we collect everything that nobody wants okay <laughs> so everything that nobody wants was used in, to turn this crazy little horse barn into uh, our little home brewery and uh, we knew we had the calf killer name in 2004 because it is the source of the water it's the, the water that runs through our town it's named calf killer they couldn't have done a better job of naming a river uh, so we feel grateful that we actually got to use the name and um, we started making awesome beer in 2000, well, in 2001, but in 2004, we really got serious about it. And uh, to the point where we would be going out serving weddings and functions for the families and stuff, or for our family, because we have a big family and they drink beer, because they're from Wisconsin, actually, originally. So that makes a lot of sense, too. So uh, we were doing that, and uh, we kind of decided to take it to the next level in 2006. 
and we had to we had to go through a bunch of legal hoops. We had to sue the beer board in our county just to get the the rights to make the, the beer in our little place. And we did that, and we won. And then in 2007, we went to the federal government looking for our license, and we thought our our idea was too small. Uh, at some point, we're like, you know what? We're gonna make it bigger. So in 2007, we decided to spend the next two and a half years of our lives building. Uh, literally, Dave and I built the whole dang place. We built a brewery on top of what was already there, which was a horse barn, and uh, so it's what we do our what we, what we make our beer in to this day. And uh, so, it, you know, Dave and I built that two and a half years. We're raising kids, trying to uh, keep everybody fed, <laughs> and trying to make beer and uh, just uh, survive essentially. So in 2000, finally in 2010. We were able to uh, we were able to get our license from the, the state and federal, and then we we actually got our license to be able to uh, distribute ourselves, which is odd, uh, and it wasn't widely done in Tennessee. Nobody really knew that you could do it, uh, and then so we finally got that done, which took a little longer because nobody knew what the laws were. So we had to do that, and then at some point, uh, round about July 17th, which happens to be my middle son Otto, his birthday, his fourth birthday, uh, in 2010, we brewed our first batch of beer legally, and much to my wife's chagrin, by the way. <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do on Otto's birthday? We're going to make beer. Dang it, we're legal. So we did, and it was an awesome batch of the grassroots ale. And the next week we turned around and made a batch of the J. Henry Original Mild, which is, both of those are still our two of our flagship beers. And uh, from then, we entered into a year of distributing beer and making beer, which both of which we have no professional training in whatsoever, but we just did it because we we can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cool. So. You, you guys have a, a, a list of things on your T-shirts and your stickers um, that uh, what I like to say if, um, is if you're a craft beer fan, if you can recite these, you're um, able enough to maybe drive home. Um, right, right. Oh, this or, is a good thing. Or, or <laughs> walk home. Or, right. uh, but um, what are these wonderful sayings that you guys have well, printed on all your t-shirts? It all started with, it was kind of an epiphany. We were trying to come up with a motto because it was always important for me to have a motto to, to like kind of say, this is Calf Killer Beer, right? And so I was going through listing. Dave and I were sitting down. We were listing out, trying to, you know, make, cite things about the beers. Say, the Dre Henry Original Mild, an ale of character, blah, blah, blah. Just going on with this crap. And I had come up with... Uh, uh, unparalleled drinkability paradoxically balanced by uncompromised complexity which was that was how to describe the grassroots ale right Brilliant. so uh i was sitting there saying it and i was like well this is a grassroots ale and then i was like duh that's freaking the whole company everything is unparalleled drinkability paradoxically balanced by uncompromised complexity right that's what we do yeah. so that was our mission statement that and that's like we were probably six months into the our thing when that happened but we'd already you know it was already out there but it wasn't it, we didn't it was like too close to our face to see that that's that's our motto because that's what we do dave and i believe in making beers that are that are not only great beers but very drinkable beers uh if you're going to use maple syrup in a beer make sure it doesn't taste like like some sweet thing that you don't only want one of you know what i'm saying dave and i are from wisconsin we like to drink beer so if we're gonna do this we need to make beer that we can drink right so why not have unparalleled drinkability paradoxically balanced by uncompromised complexity we can all love it, right? I love it. I so, love yeah, that's that's kind of that one. But there are some other ones, uh, that would, like the uh, experience, the magical power of the living beer. 
uh, that's another indicative thing of Dave and I's approach to beer making. Uh, the beer must never be filtered. The beer must never be pasteurized. The beer must always be alive. And with the beer alive, uh, it brings up other strange things like uh, uh, if something is living in your beer, it sounds odd. But does it, does it have any effect? We believe it does. We believe that the magical power of the living beer is real. And we actually believe that by uh, being so small, it's, it's kind of fun. I mean, Sierra Nevada makes great beer. They make yeah. it in a great big brewery. But, I mean, we believe we make better beer. But we believe the way we do it is that Dave and I are... I collect the yeast for every batch of beer. Uh, Dave is at the brew kettle every time a brew is made. Uh, we put as much intentional love into this product as we possibly can and thereby I believe it arouses and makes happy the living creatures that actually make the beer so it's it's are we going on to, uh, no, I no, love it. I love it. Okay, this is freaking ridiculous. But it's true. Yeah, we love this shit. Awesome. We love it too. But uh, and then the other the other slang saying that we can have on the back of our uh, freedom shirts is, um, and this is actually indicative of us too. Um, uh, shit. Hold on. Free from the tyranny of stylistic oppression. Okay. That that was another thing, Dave and I believe in making beers, not because that in England they did it 100 years ago, awesome, which we believe that there's a template to make great beers in different cultures and this and that. We live in Tennessee, we use calf killer water, there, thereby uh, we believe that sometimes pale ale, like for instance our grassroots does not fall in the IBU rating to even be a freaking pale ale. <laughs> uh, well, uh, but it's great, It's people consider it a pale ale. Is it a pale ale? I think it is, but uh, if I went, if I took it out to the beer fest in Colorado, uh, help me out. Great no, American Beer Great Fest. American Great American Beer Fest. fest. Yeah. I knew it was something like that. Uh, anyways, if I took it out there, I couldn't enter the beer into the pale ale category because the IBUs are too low. Do I care about that? Not really. <laughs> well, that's that's, <clears throat> that's the one thing I've worked in an environment where I've served your beer right. to people, and 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 people have come to me and go, "I've calf killer grassroots. What is that?" And and, I, and and this is the way I've explained it. And I said, I have explained it. I said, you have these, the, um, it's these kind of East Tennessee, almost centric people, right? They're they're East Tennessee people, and they and they just kind of a centric um, community of people that that live in Sparta, and they have this kind of um, wonderful view on the world, and it's the calf killer view, and it's their version of a pellel. That's right. That's what I say. It's the calf killer version of a pale ale, and, and then it's the calf killer version of a whatever A B C D F G. Right. It's the calf killer version of a beer. Right. And that's the way I've always explained your beer to customers. Is yeah. the it's I go it's the calf killer, ver killer version. version. Oh, and yeah. then it is like and to the wonderful person who drinks craft beer. They go calculator version. They want to taste it. They want to try it. <laughs> that is interesting. And that's the way I've always framed it. To, what do you think about that? I I, I think it's very. I I'm, I'm humbled by it for one thing, uh, and it's exactly as Dave and I would hope for it to for it to be. I mean, when we describe beers, we, we without being pretentious or stupid, because I mean styles have been out there forever. We're not inventing anything necessarily. No. However, uh, we we just kind of have an approach to things that. Well, if it doesn't really meet that standard, it doesn't really matter if we love it, right? Yeah. I feel like boxes are something for shipping. 
departments. <laughs> True story. Well, you guys definitely but think out of the box when it comes yeah, to We, we do, and, and we do what we can to make great beer, and if it's unparalleled drinkability, paradoxically, mild spine, compromised complexity, that's calf killer beer, and that's all I can say about it. Uh, so That's that amazing. Incredible. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I love the eccentricity of the, the beer. I love the eccentricity of, I mean, heck, the way you're dressed is pretty awesome. This is the way, you, if, we sh if you showed up at a brewery tomorrow, this is pretty much what we do. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Dave and I wear shorts all year round because it's easier to move and go under tanks and collect yeast. Sure. And uh, this is an odd day where I have pants on, but I rolled them up just in case I had to do some extreme <laughs> movement. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but uh, anyways, we wear shorts with, uh, with tights under them every day at work. Yeah. It's what we do because it, it's an ease of movement. Sure. And uh, generally, if it's cold, I have this hat on. Uh, it's shit we do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we don't, uh, I think that's, I, I don't know, I feel like that's part of what's good about us is like we don't, there is really nothing, um, you see, what you see is what you get, essentially. Yeah. And I feel like that's what our beers do as well. Yeah. So. I, I, think, I think it comes across because what Thank I taste is what I get and what I... It's fantastic. Yeah, thank so. you. Hey, this is one, one. I get to. We got our kind of wrap up. Got stuff sure. to do here at yep. the festival. But this is one of my questions on the way out the door. Is like, I think your brewery, and if you if you go to beer festivals that I've been to, I, I, I literally probably been to 50, 60 beer festivals that you guys have been a part of. Right. Uh, over the past four or five years, and uh, you guys have a cult following. You have this. You almost have like a rabbit like fan base. What you think it's just the uh, the off center out the box um, that makes that you makes you so attractable, and 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 I've said cap the I'll say the calf killer name the, in, in the beer community and people automatically go calf killer then it's just something out the box and different. Right. What do you think has uh, I mean how do you think you've cultivated that and and what do you think you why, why do you think that's that have been brought to you? I, I I actually Dave and I love it and that's. that's that's actually another intentional thing. We we intend to come to a festival and bring everything we got, bring every every beer that we have that we want to share with folks at that given time. And we so the first festival we ever did, we showed up with a seven foot tall knight in shining armor that was holding an American flag, That's uh, the gong which has never left us. Uh, in fact, the the knight is still in the beer garden, uh, hanging out, and uh, <laughs> but he's getting a little wobbly, you know. So we had to we had to leave him at home, but. Uh, but it was it's it's a fun uh, atmosphere. Dave and I bring positivity everywhere we go because that's who we are. Uh, and as far as uh, cult following, I, I just think I think people enjoy being informed about what they're drinking. And uh, I mean, who better to inform you than the people that made the beer? Uh, so Dave and I, and that's something we've always believed in from the beginning too. If you're going to go talk to somebody about what you do, then make sure you or somebody that is uh, like, cause Jay Henry could be in here. He's our uh, he's our first, our best friend, first employee, and guy who delivers all, almost all the calf killer beer. He could be in here doing the same thing that I'm doing because he loves what we do. He loves the beer. He loves what we do. Uh, we've been buddies forever, and so it's a very tight knit community. But we all, every time we go out, there there's a way that you handle yourself, and you make sure that everybody knows what is happening with the beverage and why that they should be drinking it. And so I think, I think it's like, in order to do that, I think just people need to come out and bring, educate folks. 
That's what we've always done. And uh, I enjoy educating folks and I enjoy having fun with folks because beer is fun. Education is good. Uh, let's educate them about what they're drinking and let's have fun doing it. Awesome. That's what we do. Awesome. Thank, thank yeah. you so You're much. Welcome. Done. Thank you so yeah, much. You're welcome. Again, like, I, I, hey, I'm going to be a fanboy right now, and I'm a fanboy of Calf Killer. <laughs> and, and I've been a fanboy. Acceptable. I'm a fanboy. I've been, I've been, I've been a fan, fanboy of Calf Killer for years, thank and you. I just want to thank you guys for being a part. Of, part, I part, and, and I can't wait to get down there and try all the beers. And you're gonna have and, a good time. And have a, have a have a gr- have a great time. Like you guys <laughs> have a, too. You guys um, are. I think um, um, you guys are similar souls to what I, what I believe when I think, and uh, and awesome. I can't wait to I can't wait to just to be immersed myself in the culture and just. And just go down We're gonna immerse you, man. Yeah, just I want to. Hey, just give me a fun, <laughs> give me a, give me a funky hat, and I'll wear some hot socks, and I'll be there any day of the week. I'm, I, I am I am probably a good fit for the eccentric dressing up culture. <laughs> yes, yeah. as, as this is a costume maker here. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That is a costume awesome designer principle. here. Yeah, that is yeah. cool. Yeah, I'd like to see some of your stuff, man. I I will. Can show I see you. it online? Um, yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah, okay. you can. Um, I'll I'll hook you up. Do you have a card? Or I'll uh, come by I your. Do, by we do booth. have a card at our place. I'll come by the booth. Okay. In a little so bit. I'll show you any wet filter on your internet. You'll no. be able to get. Well, I don't know what we have. <laughs> I, we are the most. I promise you, we're the most, the least technological. Technologically, I can't even say the technologically. Technologically advanced brewery. In America, well, I have the awesome easily. Oh, I can't wait. Hey, and we can't wait to have have you got like. I'd love, I can't we wait to be down there and be with you guys and, and, and again we can edit this out anytime I'm a gush and say hey I want to be down there at the, at the brewery one day awesome. and just please yes yeah. you, are you out for the day? I got head out uh, I'm taking uh, Mike back to last days uh, so. goodbye Sam sorry guys. take Cheers. care of Mike Sam, Thank I'm you. Gone. Cheers Sam so um, but one day um, I love we love to do a podcast at the brewery one day and just talk and drink all day awesome. but anyway that sounds good get, get back to your people I'm, I'm rocking it Go right. for it. Thank you, guys. See you, bud. Appreciate it. See you Woo. So, okay. Now. So, so I, I feel like we almost need to do a reintroduction here because um, we, I think we lost the uh, the first 25 minutes of audio, including Blue Tick and... Bro, that was some good audio, too. That sucks. I know. I know. Maybe really we, 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 we can check and see. No, I think we're, I think we're pretty Let's much... check and see. Well. I'll check and see. I'll check and see. If you don't got it, you got to go back to Blue Tick. We'll get that audio. We'll invite them back on. We'll it's not like we don't again. have two more hours of the, bur- of the, of the festival. You got so. anybody on this podcast. Seriously, uh, they will. They'll yeah. let anybody on. So we are here with. Um, we are here with Rob, Rob yeah. from Knox Beer Snobs, yeah. and, and the one of the event organizers. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Thank you Appreciate you having here. me. Yeah. Um, we're definitely going to have to do a more formal Knox Beer Snobs. Oh, podcast I would love in the to. Future man. With you know, we'll get we'll bring some good beer out. I know. Just hang out. Let's we'll hang fun. out and yeah. just, hey. hey. Put the put the recorder. I, we don't have to have the microphones or anything at the time or fancy. We, we just so we you're saying we just need to drink beer. Together. What I'm saying is we need to take this right here and uh-huh. put it in the center. Uh-huh. And as but we'll just sit there and drink beer and tell stories. I like and, how this. Is, I like, what I like the, everything he just said. What yeah, the microphone what captures. Do. What the microphone captures. <laughs> Rock and roll. That's what I think we should do with the with the beer snobs episode. Oh, yeah, just, for sure. I like that. My, that's what we just need to add yeah. a little pool. Little, you know, smoke smoke pig, and we're fine. There you that's go. All well, we I can do that. That's it. We there you go. That. That's all we're we need. Happy to do that. <laughs> Let's do it. So, uh, uh, so how you how did you get involved with the festival and how this happened? Well, the uh, the way this started was, uh, five years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Adams, which was uh, he was a general manager at the market, Maribel, when the market was still there. 
he said that he wanted to do an Oktoberfest, and he and I were talking about it. I said, Mike, it is so hard to compete with everything going on in the fall. I mean, football alone is tough, yeah. but there's nothing going on in the winter. And he said, I like where you're going with that. And so we started kind of working with that idea. And he started talking to a couple other people, bringing them into the circle, and we did the first Tennessee Winter Beer Fest. We did it at the Laurel Valley Country Club that first year, and uh, it was kind of totally off the cuff, seat of our pants, and uh, had about 300 people show up. I think we had six brewers that year, and um, it all worked out. And so it worked, and we thought, all right, well, we raised about two grand for a charity. Let's try it again. So we did it the second year. And we doubled what we raised because we knew what the hell we were doing the second time. Yeah. So we did it a second time, and then we kind of we just kind of continued it uh, since then. And so this is our fifth year of uh, oh. of that great idea from Mike Adams. So doubling every year. We have doubled every year. So wow. uh, two thousand the first year, four thousand, then eight thousand. Last year we did sixteen thousand. Holy cow! I would love it if we did thirty-two thousand this year. I don't think that's gonna happen. But you know, if we beat sixteen thousand, I'm happy. Just, yeah. Oh, let yeah. Will in. Yeah. yeah. Let him Will, in the bus. Will from Balter Beer Works. Come on oh, in. Will from Balter Beers. Yeah, Come in. Will. Welcome. Come in. We're doing a podcast. Oh, what? Can you give me a little splash of beer? What's podcast? Can you give me a little splash of beer? What do you want? It doesn't matter. Barley wine or sweet stout. Are you Barley. really double fisting? Well, what? It's supposed to be for wins. He's a brewer. <laughs> well, no, if, if you're coming into the vet, you're coming into the bus, you gotta you gotta donate right. some there beer. There donation. you go. So thank you. There's some donation. And I just got it stolen. So, but back to the festival. Yeah, yeah. That is a sweet stout. That's for from sure. the uh, South College Brewing Ooh, Science students. Good. Yeah, they 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 brewed that. So okay, very good. What's the you're talking? You said okay, we we got the festival almost down, but boss beer snobs. Yeah, that's the little throw a little bone to them and you guys and so, what amazing stuff you guys have been doing. So uh, Knox beer snobs that started, uh, golly, over five years ago. A buddy of mine, Don Klein, and I started that. It really just started as a way to kind of keep up with what we were drinking. You know, this was before Untapped. And uh, he and I would bring... What? Rest, before Untapped? Before Untapped. There's such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, before Untapped is but, is it not? Yeah, yeah. B-U-T. Um, so we were just trying to keep up with what we were bringing out from out of town. Yeah. And so we started a, a, this blog, and, yeah, that's about the same time Beard and Beer Market came online. Mm -hmm. You know, Casual Pint was shortly thereafter. So the, the uh, kind of the beer culture in Knoxville was really starting to come online about that time, and... And we just kind of got caught up in it. I mean, it wasn't anything purposeful or anything of that nature, but the blog kind of evolved from being about, you know, beer posts to being more about the culture of, of the beer, you know, beer community in Knoxville. Oh, this is Adam Palmer here looking for hey, a cigar. Hey, look, he's Adam looking Palmer for a cigar. You can sit back down and for a cigar. Hey, hey Adam, is, um, so we, we might have accidentally lost some audio. Want to sit back down and talk some more? If you want to sit down and talk just a little bit before you smoke. Damn it, guys. Yeah. I am sorry. Hey, it's on me. I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll be quick so you can get back. I just want to say something about what Rob was saying about the beer snobs. You guys started that website, like you said, but you became a rallying point for the beer culture. Not a rallying point. You kind of put a face on it, and everybody started going, oh, there's other people like us. Yeah. And then we all started... And that was the same time that Sawworks was coming online. About the same time you guys started... It's like everything just came together. You know, he was giving the history of the Tennessee Winter Beer Fest, and 
Yeah, it was just like you came yeah. along at the perfect time and gave us all voice, and everybody just it went from there. It's like it's kind of like we can trace back the Knox Beer Snobs blog to like a spark that really helped light the fire of the Knoxville beer culture. Well, thank you. That's you didn't tell them about streaking down Main Street, did you? No. Oh. Uh, well, <laughs> well, it was actually central. Oh, much, much, much um, later, the blogging experience. <laughs> but no, guys, that was that was Jason Carpenter that uh, that threw Ratchet. that in there. Yeah, who, who, who's Jason Carpenter? Uh, Does anybody yeah, know his name? Knows. We know him as Ratchet in the <laughs> local community. <laughs> Ratchet Brews, Knox Beer Life, a couple other different uh, uh, handles there. I just like beer, and I like my friends who like beer and. That he does. Beer and we that it, he does. That, that's all. That, I mean, this, this this entire, I mean, being here has been, been awesome. And thank you for inviting us and, and be, oh, being a part of the part of the thing. Part of the thing. Part of the stuff. Part of the part event. The thing. The thing. The thing. The thing. Being a part of the Tennessee Winter Beer Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Her last podcast, we had Henry from... Uh, RJ Rockers on. Yeah, he did like a good, like a literally minute of um, uh, what, um, how it was made. How it's made. How okay. it's made. Like you know, like the show on a TLC. Yeah, yeah. And he's like the grain. You you taking the grain and they using the ops. <laughs> and you're, I'm sitting there going. And he went on for like a minute. And I'm I'm sitting there going the whole time. I'm going. This is excellent. He should actually get paid to do this. <laughs> <laughs> we should pay him, but we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. No, no. They're coming on for free. So exactly. If you're doing a podcast about Winter Beer Fest, talk to Adam. You've been here every year for every one of them. Yeah, Winter Adam's Beer been Fest. a part of this yeah. as long as yeah. I have. Yeah. You can talk about it for their podcast. Well, yeah. Well, he, well, yeah, well, well, he, he kind of did already. He did but earlier before they lost uh, the audio. I want to go drink a beer and smoke a cigar. So, but, but, oh, hey, well, really, I go really drink a beer. Before then, before then, the only thing I'll say about about this event, the brewers are great. The brewers are fantastic, and without the brewers, there is no event. But the really, the money that we raise for New Hope is That's awesome, is, is really phenomenal. And for those of Every, anybody listening to this the podcast probably doesn't know much about New Hope. And and truth be told, I didn't know much about New Hope for the first couple of years. And in fact, I just learned more about New Hope in the last couple of months. But New Hope and what they're doing in this community is is, is startling, quite honestly. For, for people that don't know about it and, and the children that they deal with... Um, for the, the children that are abused, that need help through the court system, uh, trying to deal with that whole, everything that comes with being abused, and it's it's staggering. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's for us to give New Hope $16,000 last year for a Tennessee Winter Beer Fest in Townsend, Tennessee, is amazing. I mean, I, th- I think that's one of the, the things that's kind of uh, stands out amongst craft beer culture is the fact that uh, we love um, locally made stuff and we love stuff that's honestly made and hard work made and not only do we do love all that stuff but we want to give back to our community and I think that I think helping make beer and helping show beer and, and explain the spread the culture um, is, a, is a way that like we just enter ourselves or into the culture and the community and then all of a sudden we give all these different avenues to give back and and um, New Hope, is it, uh, it's New is, Hope, and the, you know and there's certain industries that are really, really exist because of the local movement, and craft beer is definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, so because of that, 
I think the people that are in craft beer that have established themselves in craft beer, craft beer not only just people who are making the beer, but people in the industry, you know, like Ratchet and like yourself and people that are just wrapped up in that industry, there's a, there's a certain level of, of charity and community that exists. And, you know, it's like what I've found in my experience with people, you know, I, I have a Harley, you know, people that ride motorcycles, they tend to give back to the community. Um, so there's that level of, of, of giving back and, and this event, if you really look at what we do as far as how much money we give back to New Hope and all the other events that go on throughout the year, for this 300 person invite and how much money we raise, it's, it really is quite amazing. It's huge. It's that's huge. huge. It's huge. And, and that's, um, you that's have 300 people last year that yeah. did $16,000. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's yeah. mind-blowing. And, and that's one of the things I love about the craftier community, the craftier culture that we have here, is that it's not just about um, drinking and having, yeah. having a good time. It's about it's actually doing something good. Yeah. And it's actually doing something good for the community through, through these festivals and through these events. And um, it's one of the things that I think makes us stand out as a craft beer culture. Um, from just somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I like craft beer. And, like, I, I think we discussed earlier, you know, it's not just that, um, you know, it's not just that we have a bunch of college students coming to this. These are 300 people that want to be here that are not selected but know about the event and have that knowledge of the event that want to be here for it. And I think that's great. And if you think about it for this event, you're paying $60, and you get as much craft beer as you can handle responsibly, you get all the food you can handle from a local, from Miss Lily's, who's just an amazing, I mean, they make amazing food. And $60, you know, you think about the entertainment that you would, if you went to a bar or restaurant just on a random Friday night and you wanted to go drink as much as you wanted to drink, you're going to spend more than 60 bucks. So here at the Tennessee Winter Beer Fest, you get great craft beer, all Tennessee brewers, mm-hmm. and stuff that you can't find anywhere else on the market. Yeah. Each one of these breweries bring a special beer that you simply can't find anywhere else. So the value is just the value is there, and that money goes towards you know. So that's, well, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, Adam, thank you so much. Yeah. For being thank you so much. Yeah. Today. We, we, thank we, you. We just, I'm, I'm going to go shrieking now. Yeah, go so shrieking. Just, yeah. just, just FYI, <laughs> we, cool? we are going to come back and do a full Sawworks podcast. Yes. With you guys. Full so Sawworks tap. We will have podcast. full, full podcast. Shirts are half so. off. Full frontal. Yes. Who knows what that means? <laughs> and we, we'll all have jock straps on, so we're good. Sweet. We were comfortable with that. We just got some other people that. Decided to join the bus. Yeah, we uh, got we got Daniel and Aaron on. They just yeah. randomly yeah. showed up. I'd like yeah. to I'd like to introduce our new guests. And uh, this is Zach. From Hi, Knox this is Brewers. Zach from Knox Richards. We have a uh, Daniel Delph. How are you doing? Daniel Brewer at Last Days of Autumn. Yeah. He was on our uh, he was on the the Humble uh, Beer Live. That's right. And then we also have Aaron McLean, the, the bastard part of Crafty Bastard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, uh, no, yeah, if it's can, taken, man. Yeah, you, guys us, <laughs> you guys give us a, um, a uh, like what it means to be part of, uh, of Tennessee Winter Beer Fest. It's actually uh, pretty great to be here. There's a nice buffet spread, hors d'oeuvres going around. Uh, you can have as much or little as any beer that you want, possibly. There's and so food. much small batch going around, you know. 
it's just a, a great time to be here, especially being out of the city and being able to be in the country a little bit and, and see the mountains and kind of drink the beer and just kind of have a, a fellowship amongst other people. I, I, I couldn't say anything other than that. Well said. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Well, well, so, well said from um, um, Daniel and local crafty, crafty bastard. Of every, this it, is his hometown right here, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I, really? Yeah. really? Well, I mean, I grew up like outside of, like south of Maryville, so I, I spent a lot of time in Townsend when I was younger. So. Gotcha. Um, yes. I'll, I'll, you go to the I'll, Y and do tubing yes, up there. Yes, I did the Y. I'll say like, the, like yeah. all my time in Townsend was on, on a like, tube, so. Tell me if you guys agree with me on this. Of all the beer festivals, this one doesn't feel like a festival. No, it, it feels, feels like feels like a it out. feels like an yeah. old fashioned family reunion. Yeah, I it's like yeah. it's a bunch of people getting together, sharing beer with each other, yeah. eating food, talking about like you know how's your family, how's your. It's just it's the best. It's yeah. relaxed. It's it really calm. Is. It's well, all three uh, brewing um, festivals here. They all go to the same organization, right? New Hope. Hope. Yeah. New yeah. Hope. Yeah. So yeah, Hops in the Hills, Hops for Hope, Tennessee Winter Beer Fest, all great for one charity, you know, and it maxes out every single time. And of, of all the festivals I've ever been to, this one pairs sleeping arrangements yeah. the best. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like you I'm can go to a excited. beer festival in yeah. Knoxville, you can go to a beer festival in Chattanooga, but like you come out here to Townsend for like Hops for Hope yeah. or Tennessee Winter Beer Fest, and there's like literally a mile away is a cabin on the lake. Or, you go sleep or, 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 or 50 or the, feet. Yeah. Or the Townsend Hotel. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's almost sleep in the like, National Park for all it's I know, almost like know. It's almost like part of, it's part of the package. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's really cool about it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really awesome to be out here. Um, so yeah, so um, we've really, really enjoyed having you guys out here. Yeah. Um, DJ, I think we're about, probably about ready to wrap up. Yeah, ready to wrap up. Hey, thanks for everybody who's yeah. come out to um, uh, our uh, Humble Beer podcast. He's revving up the bus. He's revving up the well, bus. We don't He's want the battery to, to die. So. He's revving up the bus. So we're so, revving up the bus to go. Hey, so I'm going to really. say this time, let's stay humble <laughs> and drink new beer. Yeah! Hey, DJ, don't leave. <laughs> we have to record the intro. I'm halfway down in the bottom of a bottle and I ain't gonna change my ways. But I ain't half bad when I do what I ought to don't.